the Banowitz Podcast. Welcome back to the Banowitz Marketing Podcast. Today we have a special guest with us today. Welcome, Jess. This is Jess Halberg. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. Thank you. And then we have June Schmidt. Hey, guys. Good to hear you. Good to see you. (laughs) Good to be heard back. And welcome, Jess, who I've known for just a little while. Yeah, just a couple years. (laughs) Why don't June tell us who Jess is? I would be happy to. Uh, Jess is one of my former students. Um, We did choir and show choir together. And as I indicated to everybody in the office, even back in the day, her stamp was well known because I like to have nicknames for my students. And my nickname for Jess was Dress Like Jess. And the days that we even looked halfway decent in school, we would say it must be the official dress like Jess because she was our role model. Thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. Thank you. And now we're going to get to hear about how our impression of that has manifested itself, has come about in what Jess is beginning to do. Yeah. So Jess, what are you doing? So I am actually in the process of starting an online fashion startup in um, feminist and sustainable fashion. Okay. Yeah. And what's the name of your company? It's called The Bold Rise. B-O-L-D-R-I-Z-E. The Bold Rise. I love it. How did you come up with that, Jess? That's cool. Thank you. That name kind of did take me a while, actually. um, It was inspired by the capstone collection that I made my senior year of college, actually. And that line was called We Are, just to kind of like symbolize unification and that whole idea behind the brand. Um, But that name was taken (laughs) when I went to go actually buy a URL website. Sure. uh, The name was taken and like every kind of version of the name was also taken. So I was kind of really trying to come up with a name that was unique in itself, but also kind of like showed really what the brand was about Mm -hmm. overall. Um, So kind of like a bold statement in fashion and expressing who you are through clothing and also the rise of the feminist movement. So that's kind of where it came from, the bold rise. Wow. So define for us how you would say that your clothing line is sustainable. Um, That's a great question. So actually, um, all of the initial launch of merchandise with um, graphic t-shirts and bags and hats is um, they're all made from a company based in New Hampshire and they're completely sustainable. They're made of 100% recycled materials, um, which I think is really great um, because Mm -hmm. that's a really important thing in this day and age, especially especially with the fashion industry. There's so much production, so many things are being made, but Mm -hmm. most of it is not sustainable, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a way that I wanted to separate myself from the crowd Mm -hmm. and really like make a positive impact on what I was making Mm -hmm. in the fashion industry to make it sustainable. And then also what I'm hoping to do later in the fall is launch a line of um, remade jackets um, from stores that I've thrifted myself and kind of like remade into like a very edgy streetwear style that matches what the brand theme is. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, Jess, I have a question to ask you. Yeah. Can I be one of your customers? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I love customers. (laughs) For sure. Well, I have a couple more questions and I'm going to defer over here to Sarah. But having known you as long as I have, talk to me, begin to talk to us about how this dream, where this dream started, and then the process by which it's beginning to become a reality for you. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so basically, I guess we all know this. I I fell in love with fashion when I was like probably six years old. And that's really when I decided to be a fashion designer. I just fell in love with how expressive and individualistic it was. And I just thought it was really beautiful how like one day you could be someone else and the next day you could be a totally different person. And 
kind of like that self-expression through clothing is kind of why I decided to major in major in it in uh, college. And from there, as I started to get more involved in the industry and kind of understand what the industry actually was on a realistic level, I was a little bit disappointed actually to see that most of it was just about sales on the bottom line, which a business has to be to a certain extent. But I wanted to find a way that I could create and express myself through fashion in a way that actually meant something and gave back to people, um, which is kind of where this idea came from. It, what, it's what inspired my capstone collection my senior year and kind of what led to me wanting to do my own thing and not just kind of conform and like find a random design assistant design position in the industry. Because um, after I graduated from college in December, I was looking for jobs and nothing really stuck. You know, nothing really felt like it was going to be important enough to me to actually drive me every day and want to go into work and do that every day besides this idea that I had. And initially I was like, okay, you're 21. You can't just start a business. Like I had no background in business whatsoever. My entire background is just design and I love it. But at the same time, you need kind of both. So I was very intimidated at first and I was nervous to tell people what I wanted to actually do with this. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I knew that I was holding on to something that was really cool, like really that would really stick with people a lot and would matter more than just making so sales. What's some examples then of how you want to run your company differently? Yeah. So basically everything is going to be sustainably and ethically made. Everything okay. has that um, female empowerment, feminist fashion idea but also with every um profit all the profits that we make every purchase that's made um 10 of it is actually going to be donated to um futures without violence which is a um non-profit social justice organization okay. that provides um resources and aid to victims of domestic abuse victims of human trafficking and sexual assault survivors which wow. is really an important issue for me and i think will be a really important issue yeah. for my customers as well yeah yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. So, do you any do do you do anything with your designs? Um, like, do you have like logo tees and stuff that express the feministic and the giving back too? Yeah. So basically, all the first launch is going to be all graphics on okay. t-shirts and hats and tote bags that have a feminist message. Um, and then following that, the jackets will um, be very similar to what I created in my senior line was, which was like very edgy kind of street style ready to wear that also incorporated those graphics of um, feminist messaging and feminist ideals and things like that. I am sitting here listening to you and I have a daughter-in-law who lives in LA and she has been in the entertainment industry. She's been an agent and I'm just hearing you and I'll make sure she doesn't hear this before I do this. But um, I would love to buy something from you for her because that's totally her mojo she loves to dress like that's that awesome yeah. yeah so hear this world <laughs> Junchman is purchasing something from jessica <laughs> I can wait. My, my little dress like jess i'm so excited <laughs> so you. where are you at with your business then with the setting up of the business right now so do you have a website and yeah so okay. it's definitely been a work in process i've had this idea since january but i've had kind of limited time to actually devote to it just because i've done other freelance projects with different companies but right now, yes, there is a website that is set up. It's still in the process. Everything that I'm purchasing for our launch, we're hoping to launch 
um, the actual website and the line September 1st with okay. the first run of merchandise and then hopefully the jackets will follow um, later in the fall but yeah right now there is a website set up we have an Instagram handle I don't have any content yet because I haven't received my merchandise but once I do I'm hoping to set up a couple um, launch video sessions and photo shoot sessions and styling things and really start to make it all mm. come together and be a little bit more real. Very nice. Thank you. I love it. Thanks. <laughs> so cool. So in the meantime, as you are formulating all of that, you have some other things that you're doing right now in Cedar Rapids. Tell us about that. Yeah. So right now I've actually been doing a lot of um, freelance work with Theater Cedar Rapids downtown, um, which is an organization that I love so much. Uh, I actually interned with them in their costuming department two summers ago um, after my sophomore year of college. That's where I kind of met the costuming director over there and really started to um, work with the theater a lot and really fell in love with everyone who works there and their whole idea behind community theater and create building this creative community of people within Cedar Rapids. I think it's so awesome. And so, yeah, after I graduated from college, I reached out to her and I was like, hey, I think I'm going to be sticking around the Cedar Rapids area for <laughs> the time being because I want to start this brand. Um, do, you do you need any help? Uh, and so, yeah, from that, I kind of just have been doing a lot of spot work, different miscellaneous projects around the costume department and different departments in the theater, um, doing a lot of kind of over higher work for um, the different stage or stage shows, mm -hmm. which has been really fun. Just a great learning experience and really a lot of fun. Great. And you need to tell our listeners about your personal connection with the present show that you're working on oh, at TCR. Yeah. Yeah. So actually when um, I was in high school, it was, I think our, my sophomore year, probably mm -hmm. when junior, you're going junior. Into oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, my junior year of uh, high school, we actually went to New York city, um, which was a really fun experience. And we ended up seeing uh, Newsies on Broadway, which was really cool because once they announced that they were doing Newsies at Theater Cedar Rapids, I was like, oh my gosh, I've already seen that. And it was kind of really cool to just kind of see, I mean, the show itself on Broadway professionally, but then come full circle and see it like produced and set up and created at a community theater. And yeah, it's going to be a really fun show, I think. What a great opportunity for yeah, you. It's what, been really awesome. Theater, theater Cedar Rapids does a really nice job. They do incredible work. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Yeah. They're so good. cool. Is, so now even take us back to because you haven't done all this study and all this practicum in the States. You've been other places. Tell our listeners about that, Jess. Yeah. So um, my junior year, fall semester, my junior year of college, I actually studied at London College of Fashion. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. Which was, a, <laughs> oh my gosh, it was such an incredible experience. I was out there for four months um, and just kind of their whole idea behind fashion, how you should study it and how you should practice it was so different and innovative compared to what we see a lot in the United States, just in that their main focus was so much on creative expression and how like fashion I think should be it's just like a really beautiful form of how you should express yourself through your style and it's a way to tell people who you are without having to speak and not so much you know okay this is I'm going to make this because it's going to sell for this much or I'm going to make this for this company because it's really going to reach to their customers it's like how does it reach on a human level you know yeah how is it like really I don't know. It was just really an incredible way to learn for four months and kind of like take a step back from the whole business aspect of fashion and just focus on creating mm. at, at its root, kind mm. of. So does that come about as a result of color? Does it come about as far as cut? What what plays into all of that? Really everything, honestly. I mean, everything that I did create in London was, it came from something so random. 
Like I did a shoe collection that was inspired by cathedrals and I made a hat that was inspired by a building. And yeah, it's just like anything you see that you find beauty and there's a way to translate that into what you wear. And like, it's hard to find sometimes and it's hard to like actually create physically, but it just turns into something that's so beautiful because it has a story to go behind it. And that's kind of how like the creative aspect backs it up is that it's not necessarily for people to purchase an, at a Target or something, but it's for people to like enjoy a, in its art form, kind of, hmm. which was a really interesting way to focus on fashion for a while. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have any siblings? I do. Yeah. I have, okay. uh, I have an older sister who lives in Minneapolis and I have two younger brothers. Okay. So you're a middle child. Yes. Okay. I am a middle child. <laughs> <laughs> You remind me a lot of my daughter. She's also a middle child too. Oh, but like wow. the cre- yeah, she wa- she she should be. She reminds me of Abby. Mm, but yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can totally <laughs> see that in a great way. In such a great way. So, do you you know can name? Don't have to name. Do you have a prototype, or do you have um, an idol in terms of fashion design who you really have great appreciation for? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, that you is know, a great question. Throwback. Or present, because obviously those can be answered two very different ways. Yeah, absolutely. I bet there's a throwback. There, yeah. It, I was going to say the same thing. I, <laughs> I was totally going to say that. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's kind of both. Um, okay. Present Day um, is actually a designer based out in L.A., um, Mike Amiri. I was actually interviewing for a job at his company. What? <laughs> a couple months back, yeah. Um, just because he is so... Innovative and in not only design, but in production. Okay. So basically what he does is it's very like high-end streetwear made for like the modern millennial. And every single piece is like produced in a way that is so innovative and unique that every single jacket, like if it's just the exact same jacket design, it's still like he does um, distressing sweatshirts with a shotgun. But each one has a different oh my shotgun field. Yeah, exactly. And so everything is just... Even though it's like the same, it's like different Mm -hmm. because they're all produced in such a unique way. And I just thought that was a really cool way to go about creating something Um, that inspired a lot of actually what I did for my senior line was that everything was like hand painted or hand distressed or things like that. And it's just so individual and it gives it like kind of a cooler meaning. Um, But yeah, as far as throwback designers... There's, I mean, a lot, <laughs> but really, I think aesthetically, I love Dolce & Gabbana so much mm-hmm. just because they're so vivid and colorful and beautiful. Like they're really innovative with what they do every season and just watching their shows on YouTube is so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I would say they're probably my top in terms of aesthetic just mm-hmm. because it's so fun to watch what they come up with with each mm-hmm. season and everything that they're inspired by. Um, yeah. What are they doing on YouTube? So most designers actually these days will um, record their shows okay. for Fashion Week and put them. Oh, on their YouTube. fashion shows. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. their fashion okay. shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that people, you know, people like me can actually watch yeah. them, and not have to <laughs> not have the invite to Paris, but like yes. see yes. shows for real on YouTube. Yeah, maybe yeah. someday, right? I know yeah. a girl yeah. can we'll dream. Be looking for you on YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so when the uh, website finally comes out. Um, do you know what the URL is going to be? Yeah, it's um, theboldrise.com, www.theboldrize.com. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. I want to make sure our viewers have that information. Thank you, yeah. And then what's the Twitter handle? Um, no Twitter. I mean, no Twitter, the Instagram, Instagram. handle. We have Instagram. It's at the Bold Rise. At the Bold Rise. okay. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Very nice. So now I'd like to know for you personally, you certainly have designed something for yourself, have you not? Do you have a piece that you've made that just makes you smile every time you wear it or you look at it? Actually, yeah, I'd say probably, this is kind of a weird one, but um, when I was in London, I was taking a millinery class, um, which was so fun because I had never really worked with accessories before. But my advisor told me, she was like, the instructor is incredible. You need to take this class. Whether you're interested in hats or not, you need to take it. And I'm so glad I listened because I actually ended up, I was, I mean, I'm still into costuming, obviously, but I was really looking for a career in costuming at the time specifically. And um, I had this idea that I wanted to recreate Maleficent's yes. um, headpiece from yeah. the movie. And I thought it was kind of really far-fetched. I was like, when I first brought it to my instructor, I was like, hey, this is a little bit crazy, but is this, like, would it be possible? Do you know how to do this? And he actually came back to me. Ian Bennett was his name. He came back to me and he was like, actually, um, yeah, so the costume designer for the movie Maleficent was my student. I taught him how to do that so I can teach you. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Word. That is hilarious. It was so incredible. <laughs> and so, yeah, he taught me how to make the Maleficent hat and it was all done by hand. It took me forever because it's like the th- horns were like covered in oil slick feathers and beading all around the side piece that came down to the chin. And it's one of my most proud pieces that, that I've ever made. That is amazing that you had what that experience. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, that is so cool. Exactly. And you, I couldn't have gotten that besides at London College of Fashion because, yeah, it was just so incredible to like learn directly from him exactly how you make that headpiece. And that is a story you need to hold on to yeah. and you need to tell often. Yeah. Because that's relatable to anybody. Mm-hmm. And to have had that happen, to actually get to work with that person as a mentor. Yeah. Is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He was an incredible person, teacher, everything. He worked with Madonna, made hats for the queen. His incredible story. Incredible. That is so amazing. Yeah. That is so amazing. Well, Jess, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. And um, everyone, you can find it at uh, at, uh, theboldrise.com and at theboldrise on Instagram. That's correct. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on. Thank you so much. <laughs> and for everyone else, uh, if you have any uh, marketing questions, you can uh, go to bandwidthmarketing.com or find us at Bandwidth Marketing. And we will talk to you later. Bye.